Hello, hello, and welcome back to another week of Kent and the Steering Team. As always, you're joined by myself, Drew, my good mate, Phil, and a good Sarah Moon in the distance. Which is waving. Hi, waving. Yeah, there we are. Uh, unfortunately, Kent couldn't be here this week. He's gone to the land of the ice and snow from the midnight sun where the hot springs blow. Anyway, on with the show. How are you, Mr. Phil? Yeah, quite well. I'm living life on the edge. As always, I've got one more day of work to go. Woo! And then I am officially a uh, poor man. Um, Sarah Moon and I are going off on our worldly adventures eventually. She says woo in the background woo! there. Uh, yes, so that's happening. Um, yes, Drusuf, how are you, Suf? Not too shabby. I can't believe we, we've had our last day of working together. Last day of working. Until the next day of working together. Yes. On this show. <laughs> yes, exactly. We'll always have this show. This will always bring us together, or whatever future endeavours we have in life. Stay tuned for future endeavours. Indeed. Uh, on this show, we're going to try and wing it, because we had some topics lined up. Can't quite remember what they are. We're going to talk about... The um, Allianz Stadium fiasco and the we way it's indeed. being built again. Of course, we're going to talk about... Momo. <laughs> Momo, that's right. We're going to talk yeah, about Momo. Yeah, we're going to Momo. talk about Momo because that's it's a right. thing. Sarah, you know about Momo, don't you? It's yeah. a creepiest shit thing, but we're going to talk about it. What was that? It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. Yeah, okay. yeah well, there you go. A hoax. Well, still. We'll Regardless, that, that mannequin is not a hoax. That thing is fucking terrifying yeah, as you shit. Yeah, what the guy did to it, though. The, the, the maker of it. Or you could... No, no, tell us. Go what did the maker of it come, do? Come here. Guy, oh, Just come here. Here you have to come join the She's show. going. <laughs> She's going over. What did the maker of that horrendous thing well, do? The guy did that he made go kill himself? The original Momo head. Uh, I don't know how he publicly broadcasted it, but he did something where he um, announced all the children that are terrified that he destroys Momo. So he could no. She, he, Momo could no longer. Kill anyone. I don't know what Momo... I don't know anything about Momo. Do you guys know anything about Momo? What Momo is? An internet hoax? So that guy made the model of that woman. It's just like a model. I'm not looking at that picture again. I don't know what he did it for. But yeah, he had nothing to do with this whole hoax thing. And then he had to destroy his own work just so... Kids could sleep safe at night, which I think is quite You know what? I think destroying it could be the best work he's ever done. Yes, indeed. The artist who created the chilling Momo sculpture says kids shouldn't fear the horrifying beast because it has been destroyed after it rotted away. Sculptor Kazuki Aiso, 43 years old, uh, said he feels responsible for terrifying children after his work was hijacked by online sickos who used it in the so-called Momo Challenge. Um... Okie dokie, but I, what, what is... You know what? Don't create a creepy fucking mannequin in the first place. <laughs> what was, really simple. What was the per- purpose of the, the, having the, ma- the mannequin? So, I have no idea what the purpose In fact, the original, was, the original work called Mother Bird was built in 2016 and exhibited at an alternative art gallery in the Japanese capital. But after snaps of the bird woman were posted <laughs> online, it morphed into the challenge after sick individuals edited the face into children's YouTube videos. I don't understand this still. What 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 was the the Momo challenge? So what would happen would be that a child would be watching some children's Peppa video. Pepper Pig, it yeah, says Peppa yeah. Pig, yeah. right? And then in the middle of the video, that thing would pop up and give instructions for the child to do something horrific. It was also on WhatsApp. Yeah. Although there cool. were there were suggestions that youngsters had harmed themselves or others after watching the footage. Kids charities have said there is no evidence of harm being done. However, children have been left terrified by the face, with schools and government issuing advice to parents over the clip. 
but also say that although he is upset, this is what the guy says. This this is bizarre. Just kind of bad editing here on news.com.au. Thanks, news.com.au for your editing. <laughs> but also says that although he is upset about the pain he's caused to children, he's glad his work has been over has been seen the world over. He added, "I have mixed feelings about the people who have done this." On one hand, they have caused me nothing but trouble, but on the other hand, as an artist, I have little sense a little sense of appreciation that my art piece has been seen across the world. Um, the Six Suicide Game. Uh, no, this is just a different story. Never mind. Um, yeah. Well, it's still more about the Momo Challenge, but yeah, basically, that's really strange. So does children. So does children videos. Yeah. I thought it was like but teenagers. Like the. It's not real. Like it never happened. Yeah. Like, no one's actually seen any of the videos. Happened, but people are yeah. just... But what are so all these reports about kids killing themselves are just all rumours? No one's killed themselves. It's like, they Not got so mixed calm. up with the whole, like, blue whale thing that happened in Russia. Like, they were, like, what combining reports. That's another one of those things where kids actually did kill themselves. It was like a suicide challenge game. Yeah. That would end in them killing themselves. Oh, so the memory challenge just thought, people thought it was that. But really, that was a different thing. I think they were, like, linking the two. I don't know. But there's been reports, whatever, that it's not real. Oh. Like, it's just this whole kind of story that's been, like... Swept up. Yeah, but no one's seen it. All we can say is that Momo Challenge thing looks weird. That artist has a weird mind. Yeah. But also the Momo Challenge is just bizarre. And even on things like Peppa Pig, come on, Peppa Pig. Peppa Pig. Going to soft cough. Yeah, okay, so the Momo Challenge, <laughs> bizarre. Strange. Indeed. Interestingly, bizarre. Um, anything to add on the Momo Challenge, Homeroom? No, I'm all good. You good? Yep, shall I retire back to my... Certainly, if you want to. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, Thank okay. you, Sarah Moon. Thank you, Sarah Moon. Okay, so that was the Momo Challenge. What an interesting concept that is. Hopefully it never comes back up again, because that thing looks bizarre. I can't look at it. It's like the ring, I guess. No, like I, I, I thought about this the other day, and I realised that the ring was less freakish to look at yeah but it's a bizarre video and you get called call, call in a kind of computerized ghoulish voice yeah. in days this is the same sort of thing apparently the video would have this face on it and but, even, but even, even the girl from the ring looks less frightening than that thing did that's true the best the best part of the ring is no doubt um what was that other what was that movie you trying to get out of here no no which movie uh scary movie three with that ring, where the where the, the the picture of the ring is really just some person sitting on the toilet. Yeah, that was the third one. That's a great. That's a great <laughs> scene. Um, yeah, okay. So there's that. Uh, moving right on from from there, actually, because speaking of toilets and rings, I thought of Alan Jones. Yeah, of course. Um, who uh, is a shock jock here in Austra- in in Sydney in Australia? And the physical definition of a poor bowel movement. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Um, and also, he's got those uh, rumors about. Younger men in little uh, boys in uh, public toilets, mm. um, but of course he swears that gay things are completely inappropriate. He also swears that the toaster should have priority over the opera house. And toaster being a block of apartments right next door to the opera house that he lives in. That he lives in. Um, so uh, the Allianz Stadium, indeed, Allianz, Allianz Stadium uh, <sighs> has been supposed. Well, thanks to our current government. The plan is to rip down the stadium, which is yes, it's it's about thirty. A, a judge years. has ruled that they can rip it down. Yeah, it's about thirty-five years old. The stadium. Um, 
is apparently completely not compliant with safety standards, etc., 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 and it yep. was apparently not compliant when it was built. Yep. Um, the SCG Trust have put faith in the government to have it torn down and rebuilt from scratch. The government, of course, has complied and said, yeah, we'll do that, no worries, at a cost of, what, $750 million to ta- taxpayers? At least. When the stadium could have quite easily just had a refurbishment. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a state election happening in a fortnight from now, 23rd of March it is. But the approval from the judge is that it can be torn down before the election. Yeah, exactly. So the, the plan was to have that kind of put on ice and held off until a, a, a soft demolition has happened where the seats and kind of corporate areas have been kind of um, ripped up a little bit. It's but been walls, stripped out from the inside. Yeah, out. Wa- yeah. walls and, and, and roof has not been touched because of this. This um, So therefore structurally it's still built and there's a stadium um, to allow for this uh, case to happen and now it's been cleared so the, the, the government, Liberal government, if they want to be total pricks and not let people decide on whether it happens or not, seeing as we had no thorough consultation as a state on whether or not we agreed with this happening or not, the government just decided they'll do it anyway at a massive cost, unnecessary cost for the, 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 the taxpayers. Um, We've got old mate Gladys on there. Gladys Berejiklian mm. on there. Uh, so yeah. Yeah, it's being, it's being, it, it is now cleared to be torn down before the election happens, which is absolutely outrageous. Um, shouldn't be allowed to happen. Shouldn't be allowed to happen. The stadium quite simple, mean, really. What what I found quite interesting was that yeah. So in in relation to Alan Jones, he is on the board of the SCG Trust. The SCG Trust are those that um, basically what they do is you can go through the door, certainly. No, it's okay. Oh dear. Sorry, folks. God, Sarah. No, it's okay, sir. Um, SCG Trust is in charge of both the Sydney Cricket Ground and Allianz Stadium. Indeed. And what they are in charge of is everything: maintenance, safety, um, uh, running of the events that are there. Maintain. I said maintenance, but you know that sort of stuff. They 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 in charge. They own. Do they it. do they link into the Royal Agricultural Society? I don't think so. I think they did when it was at, when the, the Easter show was run out of yeah out of there, but now that it's not because run they out run there, other events out of there still that surely would plus, plus the entertainment quarter of course. Um, anyway, basically what happened was in the last week the Labour leader Luke <laughs> Foley went on to Alan Jones's radio show indeed um, and basically declared that the entire board of the SCG Trust would be absolutely wiped. From their positions, if he is to if get he is, into parliament, if he is to get into parliament, and of course, Alan Jones is one of those members. So um, he was basically telling telling Alan Jones he will be sacked from his own job. Do we know what Jones's response was? Like, uh, I, I, can't, I can't imagine he would have been pleased. But yeah, no. So basically, excuse me, I'm like, that's rude of me. It's been a long day. Long day, indeed. Mm. Um, uh, basically, Luke Foley said that they have not. Um, the SCG Trust has therefore has not maintained the, the, the stadium or kept the maintenance of it happening at a great rate and keeping it up to standards. Alan Jones then retorted with the whole... Uh, there, was a, there was a stadium in Liverpool in the UK that um, had a massive fan crush happen where the whole fan lunged forwards towards the fences and several people died from it. I think nine people were killed. Mm. So since then, that kind of set up some safety standards for stadiums, and this stadium was being built at the time of that, so therefore didn't meet those standards. Yeah, because it was already yeah, being built. Um, 
And so Alan Jones's argument was, well, it's time to start fresh so we can actually build something to the to modern standards because the um, the sprinkler system in it is not up to, to scratch. There's not enough emergency exits. There's only two main exits. Um, there's no there's not enough disability access. Given that he's the longest standing board member, surely he and the rest of the board would have addressed this decades ago. Correct, because the stadium is about 30-something years old. Hmm. Um, Luke Foley then retorted, once again, came straight back at Alan Jones now, with the whole idea that... So the Sydney Cricket Ground next door has one of the oldest grandstands in this country still standing. The members and the ladies stands. Very traditional, old-school buildings that are... About a hundred years old, I'd say. Well over like it. Yeah, something like but that. But beautifully refurbished. Yeah, we beautifully went last year for an AFL match and it was spectacular. Absolutely. But uh, Luke Foley said, well, Alan, those things are completely flammable, completely not up to modern standards. Yep. We're not tearing them down or should we tear them down too? Um, and Alan Jones had absolutely nothing to say to that. So therefore, he Good. just proved his case that, in fact, the stadium doesn't need to be ripped down and it can just be refurbished or renovated as should have happened under the board. And so again, Luke Foley um, stated, was- he, st- he said that the reason why the board would be, be swept out entirely is because they clearly, for the last 30 years, have not been doing their job. Mm. If this stadium can be in such a position where it's deemed that a rebuild needs to happen. They didn't maintain the upkeep. No, they correct. They never did. And you know, like, it looks as old as it did. As the, like, it looks like it's now thirty years old with absolutely zero maintenance yeah. done to it. Well, th- well, think about the number of times that we've gone there mm-hmm. for sports or music mm-hmm. or wh- whatever we've gone in there for, and how it's never changed. Yeah, it looks Not exactly once. the same. I've never seen no. any kind of refurbishment done to the football stadium. The the most refurbishment has been the change of name. That and also, also, on it. also they put a big screen up. And that was it. Yeah. But the big screen's hardly in any way, you know, facility-wise. Even um, even ANZ Stadium has actually had more upgrades yeah, since in, then. in what, the Seven, 18, nine, 18, 19 years? Uh, 21 years, sorry. It's 21 years old, I think, this year. It's 98 yeah. that it was built. Yeah, that has had more upgrades. And if you look at the age between, between Allianz and ANZ Stadium, ANZ Stadium, the Olympic Stadium, looks like it is maybe 10 years old at that. Yeah. Whereas... Uh, Allianz Stadium looks like it's about 40 years old and it's only 30 years old. Like, it's aging fast. Mm. And it's really sad that it's aging so fast, but, you know. And do you remember, we saw a few months ago, we saw the plans for what it was going to look like mm-hmm. after the refurbishment. Not a rebuild, but the refurbishment. refurbishment. And it looked like a brand new stadium. Yeah. There is no reason but to strip lockdown. away mm. the basics. The, the framework is fine. Mm. They've just done the same thing in Parramatta. Yeah, they've knocked down the old stadium, but they could have just built a second grandstand on the other side of the field. Yeah. Anyway, look, the hope with, um, with Parramatta Stadium is that it takes us into the future now um, as a great, great new stadium. But look, that was a much smaller stadium. A stadium on that scale, I think, is borderline acceptable to redo it. I still think it was a waste of money and a waste of opportunity. It was, but... And also, they, and also destroying history, but, you know. But they talk a little bit about looking ahead with it, and, you know, it, it has the potential. It's no longer going to be Parramatta Stadium. It's It'll Western be Western Sydney. Sydney Stadium, with the idea that they start booking more than just mm. the sporting events, that they start making it a concert venue as well, the same way ANZ and Alliance function. Mm. So there, there is some potential there for sure to help bring people further into the West. But Allianz, I think, is not a stadium that needs to be knocked down. No. And, and again, there is no way you can improve access to it because of where it's positioned. It's got the smallest plot of land I think a stadium's ever had. Yep. It's sitting there between two main roads. 
with a bigger stadium just to, just next door to it. It's yeah. wedged in. There's nothing they can do about it. Yeah, like it, they just no. You can come in. Oh dear. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. We coordinated. Yep, nice and organised. You just saw some fantastic footwork there from both Drew and uh, Sarah there. What did um, you see? Or oh. you, or you didn't. See. Oh, I said you, you just saw. You did not see. In you fact, heard. You heard. Uh, yeah. So they're knocking down a stadium that doesn't need to be knocked down. It's a waste of money, and uh, the courts have ruled that they can do it. And once again, we're appeasing Alan Jones, which just shouldn't be allowed. No, exactly right. So uh, hopefully, Labor do win because I won't be voting Liberal. That's for sure. I don't know if I'll be voting Labor either, but we'll see. I don't know who. It, um, I'm tempted to vote Labor just because, you know what, I'd rather let them have a crack. Liberal have spent the money that needs to be spent. We're getting all these road systems built. Hopefully Labor then... Do you hear that... Pulls back. Yeah. Do you hear that Labor want to create a scheme based on the idea that WestConnex has been sold mm. and that the toll will go up 4% every year higher than the rate of inflation for the next 20 years will go up to 4% every year. Yep. Um, which, when it starts off, will be $4.90 or something like that per one trip. Mm. Labour are going to introduce a cashback um, scheme. Cashback scheme, which is good. Yep. A, bit, a bit like the M5 had, where it was just yep. you just had to pay GST. But that's now gone. The cashback scheme for the M5 has been removed, yeah. but Labour want to um, introduce it for the M4, mm-hmm. which the is M4, fantastic. I think the M4 is a much better option than the M5 for it, mm. especially with the new tunnels. The M4 is so expensive right now, and it's not even finished. The mm. fact that from the start of the toll at Parramatta. Mm-hmm through to the end of the toll at Homebush Bay Drive is currently somewhere between six and eight dollars each outrageous. way. It's outrageous. That's not normal. No. For for a very short stretch of road. Mm. And if you didn't take the toll, it would add three to five minutes onto your journey mm. on Parramatta Road or on the back roads through Silverwater or even taking Victoria Road. Mm. There is no need. No, it's outrageous. <clears throat> But that's the Liberal Party. I think they, the problem with the Liberal Party is that they're doing some fantastic things to start with, and now they're just absolutely shooting themselves in the feet. But the, but this is the structure: Liberal spend, Labor saves. Yeah, yeah. So let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Hopefully, it goes better than that. We'll see. Um, I had a topic that was going to branch off from there actually, but I can't remember what it was. Shit. I think I had my things mixed up. No, I didn't. No. Labor saves at first, and then spends the money. Yeah. Liberal spends and correct. then and then brings it all back. Yeah. Later. Um. Oh, that's it. So, so Liberal Party are pre-election have already commissioned to have twenty more trains put onto our networks. Well, that's it's not necessarily a bad thing. No, it's a good thing. A good good job it's, for them. Um, they're also. Uh, and Northwest Rail Link is opening in a few short weeks, mm-hmm. ahead of schedule. Absolutely. Um, nearly a year ahead of schedule, actually, which is outstanding. Mm, absolutely. And completely unexpected. Yes, no, exactly. Especially when you look at the light rail through the city. Mm. Well, it'll change everything, really, because it'll connect the Northwest from um, Kajong Road, I think, is the furthest one out. Mm-hmm. So that passes out past Rouse Hill toward Richmond. Yes. And the hope is that one day it'll connect to the Richmond line. What I don't understand is why they don't connect it to the Blacktown line. Yeah, have, a direct, like... have a direct connection. Although I've, I've looked at the map, it is not physically feasible right now unless they go underground. 
But that's what most a lot of it is. Yeah, but Blacktown, but Blacktown Station is not underground. They could have an uh, underground underground platform there. They could, in theory, but it would require shutting down partially shutting down one of the biggest train stations in New South Wales. Oh, let's not do that. Yeah. Although they could just divert to their bus terminal. Blacktown has a ridiculously large bus terminal. Yes, it does. I know that even. Yeah. Um, we're also getting a um, like 500 new buses or something like that. Mm. Also, which is really disappointing, a lot of bus networks are becoming privatised despite the fact that they're driving state buses like the one just here near where I live in Tempe there's a um, many of them have been privatised for a while though yeah, yeah but now it's becoming more privatised therefore there's less government jobs offered uh, and also a blow for the coalition government in Australia uh, as well there's another blow because of course the state election is in a fortnight the federal election is sometime in the next year yeah. six months or so six months um, Australia falls into a re- reception uh, reception recession why say reception recession <laughs> Australia falls into a session so you know cool that's real good for them well it means housing prices are dropping yes correct so I gotta just try and see if I can wait and see um, I got the other topic yes maths oh the number one show on television at the moment. Sarah Moon's favourite television show. She watches it every single week. Uh, in fact, not just every single week, every single day. She's always Stop watching it. Stop it. I can't tell which of you is lying now. He's lying. Am I lying? I have to watch it while I'm working. Ah, uh, okay, so you do watch it. Yeah, she does watch but it. Not by choice. Sarah Moon, I thought we were friends. Stop it. I, I don't know. I, I can't believe this. Who's your favourite? I don't know any of their names. Okay. Okay. Just a little bit. Really? Oh, there's that Inez one. Inez? I don't know. How do you know any of the names? Because it's everywhere. So, I feel like I have a filter around my head where yeah, I just, just don't... Yeah, I just avoided it. I, yeah. I don't know if uh, Jessica with a K is even on maps. I just remember someone on Facebook said, Oh, Jessica, and then it's probably with a K. Get out of my life. So is, is she from maps? I don't know. I just see that Inez and Rick should so much plastic surgery people can't recognise her anymore. Oh. That's all I know. We all know someone. <coughs> Who has had that much plastic surgery? Yeah. yeah. Um... Maths. Maths is reportedly fake. Indeed. We knew that from the last season that a lot of it was was kind of staged and everything. But since in this season alone, I'm just trying to go off what I remember seeing on Nine Facebook. Nine people, was it? Nine people were actors. And also, early in the year, there was... Uh, or early in the, se- the series, someone's sunnies were on and they could see a script. The camera was looking at them and they could see the script and the reflection of the sunglasses. <sighs> Scripted reality shows. Maths doesn't count. This is ridiculous. What I found funny was that one of the guys that was an actor on there did a McDonald's commercial in 2012. He was the guy that came in with his surfboard into the Maccas. Do you remember that? The surfer that stepped in the Maccas holding the board? Yeah, it's him. Uh, What's funny here... So I've got got an article here from celebrity.9.com.au So this is channel 9 where Maps is on. Direct from the source. Yeah, no, but then this is just a, then below that is just um, you know a tabloid magazine. Yeah, below that, uh, Channel 9's article is married at first sight 2019. The brides and grooms are not hired actors. Of course, they'd say that. Sure. The article below that by a New Idea says all of these married at first sight act, uh, married at first sight stars have been exposed as as actors. So I don't know who to believe really. 
<clears throat> I'm going to go with the idea that they are completely false and they are all actors. Um, a new report has revealed that half of this year's actors on the show, this year's actors, this she, this year's stars on the hit show Married at First Sight are paid actors. The Daily Mail. Daily Mail, there you go. It's absolutely credible source right there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't know who to believe now. Great Even source. More so. uh, claims Susie Bradley, Billy Vincent, and Tamara Joy are amongst the performers paid by the Nine Network. Wow. Okay. Uh, despite being dubbed a barista on the show, Billy is a model and part-time that. actor who recently played the lead in a McDonald's advert. There you go. With the surfboard. Um... Yeah, so all of these people, all these people, oh my god, I don't even know these people, but they literally all are, they are all actors, oh my god, they are all actors. Okay, now I have to go and read what Channel 9 has to say about this. Uh, if you don't mind, can you look up where they were talking about the scripts? Very nice of you. Uh, I need to read this run by Channel 9 now. Married at First Sight 2019, the brides and groups are not hired actors. The cast of Married... This is on Channel 9 again, so biased. Of course The cast of Married at First Sight have put their lives on hold for the experiment and are not paid actors, contrary to reports by other outlets. In a statement to Nine Honey Celebrity... So were they unpaid actors? <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> they then? Um, in a statement to Nine Honey Celebrity, network yeah. executive producer John Walsh... So basically, in a... In a statement released to their own network, (laughs) we are well aware that some of the cast have done part-time modelling, appeared as extras in commercials or TV shows to supplement their income, but the suggestion that any of them were hired as performers to appear on Married at First Sight is categorically untrue. He adds, it does a great disservice to the participants on the program who have all genuinely put their lives out there. For the sake of this social experiment. Social experiment? You mean get rich fucking quick thing. Jesus, it's all about just 15 minutes of Get fame. paid to get paired up with someone that is meant to be found attractive yeah. to the public of the country. Exactly. You only need to see the anguish many of them go through every week exposing their emotions and vulnerability to see they are not acting. Well, actually, in fact, that... By choice. Yeah, that, that in some ways makes it look like they are more actors because of the way that that happens. No but, but, but let's, let's say it's true. Let's say it's true, though, and, and they're not mm-hmm. actors, and they're, they're, exp- they're putting their lives out. They're so painful. It's mm-hmm. not painful. No, 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 no. They are paid to be there. Yeah, they are. Actors or not, they are paid to be there. They are paid to be there. They sign a contract. Mm-hmm. They know what it involves. They also yeah. know that if they play up their deep emotions, they will build a greater connection with their audience, which gives Correct. them more screen time. Again, it's like the guys on the block. They get paid to be no there. No pity. You get paid. You all get paid. You get paid to be on these shows. You get paid for your time because you can't just take time out of your life in this day and age. No pity. Um, every word they utter and action they take is heavily scrutinized by critics on and social media. Many of them pay a high personal price for signing up to this search for a life partner. What they have, personal price? They have they have to put their lives on hold. Some of them are giving up jobs in the places they live, often moving interstate for three months away from family and friends. Okay, whatever. Um, wow, the show's in its sixth season? Jesus Christ, I didn't know that. This just makes me sad for people that watch it. Which is almost everyone. It's painful. Oh, it, it, even in my own household, it, it is on from Thankfully time not. to time. Thankfully not here watches it, except for... Oh, stop it. Sarah. It's alright. Stop it's, it. It's alright. My dad watches it, apparently. Or he watches bits of it. 
Well, my friends watch it. Both Corey and Dan both watch Married at First Sight. No, no, their, no, their Corey does it. Yeah, it's because Hannah watches it. Hannah. Yeah, Hannah, Hannah if you're listening, why? Why would you do that? Why are you doing that? And Corey, seriously? Yeah, Corey, come on, Corey. Seriously, Corey? And Mel and Dan, you're just disgraceful. Oh, Disgraceful. Absolutely outrageous. How do these people get airtime? <coughs> I don't know. I don't get that. No. No idea. Yeah. It's ridiculous. That's completely ridiculous. But that is Australian television. It is. We've um, had that discussion many a time. Absolutely, we have. We love Australian television, except for things like this. Uh, completely unrelated topic. Yes. Completely unrelated topic. Yes. Well and truly away from there. Dive in. I'm not going to be saying, obviously, where we work, but as it is my... When this episode comes out, I've got one day of, of employment left. Indeed, you do. Um, I'd like to disclose to you a story that I find hilarious. I've told Sarah Moon about this one. Oh, that happened quite recently. Um, and it's probably actually in my seven and a half years of working at this place, one of the more embarrassing things that has ever happened to me. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Ca- like, catastrophic. I can't believe, like... Aren't you lucky not many people listen? Exactly right. <laughs> uh, I've told many people at work this. I've told Sarah Moon this, of course. All right. Um, Dive in. The funny thing is it happened a fortnight ago, last, okay. last Tuesday week. Okay. Happened. Just come off um, some sick days, and uh, so therefore not not completely with it fully. Yep. Yep. Um, had a customer to start the day, uh, who was in quite a foul mood. Had already had an argument with one of my uh, colleagues, and then there I had to defuse the situation. That was totally fine. We had a great time. We managed to chat and have a laugh and roll okay. Yep. Um, about to process his order, we had to look up his details. Yeah. Um, in doing that, I had to search via his email address. Yes. Now, uh, just a side note here, this happened on the Tuesday, this it didn't sink in until that Sunday, what had happened, because I had clearly just shut it out and not paid attention to this, okay. like buried it straight away, I gave myself a fraction of a second and I buried it <laughs> and forgot about it until Sunday, yep. when I started cracking up and pissing myself laughing at work, for, yep. just because I thought it was hilarious. Yep. So the gentleman was... Aboriginal. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a, or at least part of a building company. Okay. And I asked him for the email address. And yeah. so what I heard was, Wagman Building. <laughs> that's, what <laughs> that's what I heard. Literally, that's what I heard. Go so on. <laughs> I went, oh, okay, yeah, sure. So I typed in blackmanbuilding <laughs> at gmail.com. <laughs> Uh, to which the gentleman then went, no, 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 platinum. It's platinum. So it wasn't black man well, that's, building. that's a far cry, it was, isn't it? Yeah, it was platinum building. So somehow I'd heard, which I think is quite credible. It didn't help that he was Aboriginal. But as Sarah pointed out, it could have been Blackman, like a last name. Like Blackman. Yeah. But unfortunately, he was Aboriginal, so therefore, and quite dark in colour. So therefore, it looked like I just wrote black man building at gmail.com and so I think I think I registered and I kind of had that hot like sweat or that like did you think oh, he, there, sorry, he was one sweat. of us like those politically incorrect people <laughs> that make a joke uh, I was yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe no I didn't I, I just didn't think anything of it I just typed in black man building no no platinum yeah no no it's platinum platinum building uh, so <laughs> yeah so I had to I, yeah, I had like that that cold sweat where you just kind of go, <gasps> and you know that you know that yep. moment in movies when someone has that massive like catastrophic realization and the camera zooms in on them or yep. also the background yep. zooms out. Yep. One of those with like the the violin in the background, you know, all intent. 
So I uh, had one of those moments. It, it sunk in for a second and I wanted to giggle. And then it got shut out. And I went, oh, sorry. And I changed it over. And that was it. We had a great... I was like, okay, thanks very much, mate. See you, see you later. And he walked away. So, yeah, it completely... I shut it out of my mind till Sunday when I just stood there and then just started giggling with laughter. And I was like, oh, my God. He didn't say anything? No. I think it was really... Aw- I think it was because it... I didn't notice it because, again, I shut it out. But I think it was incredibly awkward. Because <laughs> I think we both realized That's exactly what I did in writing Black Man. That's so good. <laughs> so, yeah, that happened. I wrote Black Man. Well, I mean, in theory, you weren't wrong, but... <laughs> no, I wasn't. That's why I was. That's why I was so uncomfortable because uh, it just. Why did I? Why could he have not been just a white guy and I wrote black man building or black man buildings? But no, he was Aboriginal and I wrote black man. Would it be building. worse if he was white but he was part Aboriginal? And you did that? No, because I wouldn't have known what he was. Like, just the fact that he was obviously dark meant that when I typed in black man building, I was. <laughs> Making a joke about his skin color. I wasn't making a joke. It's what I thought I heard. Platinum. Black man. Platinum. 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 <laughs> Platinum building. If your son goes, what's your email address? Did he, he mumble? Said, he must have. I didn't hear platinum. I certainly did not hear platinum. Were you looking at him when he said it? No, I was looking at the computer, computer and I was like... Okay, so you weren't yeah, looking and at his like, skin color and, and just... I, no, no. Okay, okay. But I was certainly aware that he was Aboriginal. <laughs> Blackman. <laughs> Blackman. Blackman building. I've been laughing about this the whole way home. <laughs> so I just completely fucked that up. It's just like, oh god. The worst part was I had a, a, a new coworker that I had that was shattering me for the day. Oh god. Right next to me. Oh. <laughs> it completely happened. No. Like, no. I think, I think I noticed her face kind of like go like wide eyed and shocked, and that's why I was like, no. oh. And that's why it kind of, it, it just took a second before it registered in my own mind that, oops, that's so <laughs> shut that one out. But yeah, I'm just surprised that I, com- I completely forgot about it until Sunday. And then I just couldn't, I just shocked by it. Yeah, it's hilarious. It's great. Platinum building. Platinum building. Black man building. At platinum building. <laughs> <laughs> what wasn't that his email address? Black, Black man, man building at platinumbuilding.com. <laughs> So, yeah, look, I don't know what he thought. I don't know whether he thought I was being racist or not. I promise you I was not. I promise you I didn't think anything of it. I just typed in black man. No, we save our racism for our show. Exactly. Cast casual <laughs> racism. Just like it's really... Sarah, what was that, what was that <laughs> phrase you... you, you what, what did you tell me earlier on? What did Pierce Brosnan... Uh, Pierce... What do I always call Piers Piers Morgan. Morgan. I always call Piers Morgan Pierce Brosnan. How do you mix them up? They're so I different. I don't. The name. I just get the name mixed up. Think about it. One played a misogynist and one is a misogynist. <laughs> That's really funny. Uh, uh, Piers Morgan. Piers Morgan. <laughs> uh, you had to hesitate there. Label Australia is the most misogynistic and sexist country. Why? Do you remember why? Because he's oh. the expert on the topic. Because he's the expert. So he's going to get back to us on that one. That really surprised me because I don't think Australia is that at all. No, I'm kidding. I think Australia is right up there. Certainly We is. should write him a letter. Pierce Morgan. Yeah. M-Y-S-O-G-I-N-I-S-T-I-C. Alright, Pierce Morgan calls Australia the land of misogyny and sexism. We're also the land of racism. The land down under. 
Yeah, um, what else are we? The land women, of belittlement. Where, where women blow and men chunder. No, no, it's not that at all. I'm, I know, I know, I know there's something. <laughs> can't you hear, can't you hear the thunder? Look, you better run your bed, take a while. Uh, sorry, it's not loading. Look, he just smiled and gave me a Vegemite sandwich, alright? Dine in a den in Bombay. With a slack drawer and not much to say. What I don't understand, okay, quickly about Men at Work. How the <laughs> hell did they not know that that... Not, not Men at Work. The people from Cookabara Sits in your gum tree. How did they not know that that was the tune? I thought that was on purpose. I thought it was intentionally... Like... Do you know I never picked up on it until I read the article about it? No, but how did you do it? About the court case? And I was like, wait, what now? No, what I don't understand is... I thought that because it was that was an Australian song, Cook Parasites in Your Gum Tree, I thought that the reason they had it in the background was because it was like, yeah, it's cool, it's an Australian song about Australia, so then let's put an Australian, like, kind of, like, old-school song in the background. Yeah, like, it makes sense. Yet the people that that owned the rights to that song didn't realise it till Spicks and Specks. Mm. Like, how the hell can you be so stupid? Was not Colin Hay anything? on the episode where it came up? I don't Because Colin Hay used to be on Spicks and Specks a fair bit. I don't think he was. And he'd play some, some of their songs on the show from time to time. I don't think so. Uh, it's a great song, though. Pierce Morgan, I found it. Australia. Oh, yes. Come from Orlando. Julie Gillard. Julia Gillard. Gillard? Gillard. Yeah, call her Gillard. It's uh, Gillard. Gillard. So. Anchor. He oh, did I say that? <sighs> Come over here, Sarah. <laughs> yeah, have you got the news.com to new article? Yeah, you can have my phone if you want to. We are a little bit oh, outspoken, I find. Mm. So do tell us, Sarah Tell the audience about Piers Morgan. I need to get my, my story straight. Um, where is it? Why was he interviewing Gillard? So he asks Julia what International Women's Day means to her. And she goes, ah, yes, I was to date the only female at Prime Minister. Because she stole the job. <laughs> yeah, from Kevin Rudd. He then interrupts, in a country that many people for a long time presumed was kind of the epitome of misogyn- misogyny and sexism. And... Morgan is no strange to controversy, and this isn't very well, exciting. So he didn't really label Australia as anything. No, he, so no, he, says, he says we have a history of being that you way. You were once labelled, yes. So. Oh. Well. I feel like I've misinformed you all. I do. Da, 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 da. Uh, yeah. Look, it doesn't take away from the fact that he's an idiot. Oh, I, one thing that I can mention about Pierce Morgan. Yes. Sarah Moon and I have been watching of late X Factor and uh, <laughs> American Idol and Pop Idol, Worst Audition, and Britain's Got Talent. Worst auditions. Pop idols, fun. Um, I miss American. I, do, do you remember? Have you, do you have you noticed the change of um, Simon Cowell, Drew? In what respect? In the fact that when he first started, he was just some grouchy, bitchy. Yeah, now rude, he's yeah rude, but yet constructive, but also just horribly rude yeah. kind of British judge. Yep. Everyone knew he was the bully. Yep. And now he just, he's lovely and he just has a laugh and he's just real like I'd like to playful. think that maybe One Direction changed him. I'd li- like to think that nothing's changed him and he's just pretending and he can go back to being that total arsehole as quick as he wants to. Cause It'd be I like Gordon Ramsay being a sweetheart. Yeah, look, I don't like... Oh, but he is. I know he is, but... He's so lovely. Gordon Ramsay. 
Yeah, we've seen the one that the kids version oh, of. I'm not leaving till you smile. I'm not leaving till you laugh. Yeah. And they flash to the adult one. You're an idiot. <laughs> I remember watching him do a 60 minutes special with his family at the house, and he's so sweet with his own kids, and it's like, aww. Touching. His family's gay. <laughs> um, yeah, look, I'm a big fan of Gordon Ramsay. Really, really, am a fan of Gordon Ramsay. Just not family. No, no, yeah, I'm kidding. Yeah, they just love it. They just all seem like they're all two good friends. Like the siblings are all friends. Too close. Oh, friends! Um, yeah, look, look, but I don't like how Simon Cowell has completely changed. He's, yeah, it, he's I softened him, up I a little I want him to be the bully judge still. Just watching, like, we, we watched, like, about two hours worth of just <laughs> compilations of, like, people either arguing or arguing with judges or parents being pissed off. But no one's, no one's the bully judge quite like him. No, he's, exactly, he is the bully judge, and I love him being the bully judge. Who was, who was ours when we had Australia? Yeah. Dicko. Dicko. And then when Dicko left, it became Kyle Sanderlands. Because he was a bully. Kyle just is a prick. Yeah, exactly. Full stop. But that's why it was funny, because it was hilarious. Um, but no, Simon Cowell is just... like the is best. He a judge on anything now? X Simon Cowell. X-Factor? Simon Cowell on X-Factor now? X-Factor. He's on X, uh, X-Factor US, I think, if there is one. He's, um, he's on one of them. He's a, he's a judge on America's Got Talent. As well, because he loves living in the US. Um, Plus managing bands and other yeah, managing and bands and well. stuff. I love it when contestants walk in and, and, and say, if they're re- like on these compilations, they're really shit singers and they turn around and say, well, okay, well then you sing. And it's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> we're not here to sing for you. We're here to judge you. You came here to be judged by us and we're judging you and you're shit. Get out. Or like there's that one like real, who is that? There's that Psycho Lady Sarah Moon who came in and just went, First of all, I'm not a oh, number. Oh, holistic. I'm, yeah, the holistic voice coach. What was it, vocal jockey? Yeah, something, something like, like that. that. And then, yeah, yeah she just walked in. She took, ripped off her name back, or her number ta- like, um, <laughs> I'm not card. a number. I have a name. And they're just like, okay, like, whatever. And then, so she started her performance, and she didn't sing a song. She's she just strange. sung it a, a bunch of different, like, tunes and styles. And at the end of it, they just said... It was an academic piece. Oh, it was an academic piece. Not to be judged on, but for them to just acknowledge. You know what they say, those who can't teach. Yes. I feel like you need exactly. to, to teach that kind of... Yeah, music as a holistic voice coach. Um, but anyway, so she... a holistic concept. So she, she, she did that, and they just said, okay, that wasn't a very good song. And she's like, it's not a song, it's an academic piece. And they're like, okay, well, your academic piece was crap. And, then, then they're, and they're like, no, it's yes. not for it to have an opinion on, it's for you to see that I can do it. You you can't do it anyway. Then then she ended up just like even staring at them. Even if she was a good singer, though, she wasn't. Like, though. Yeah, but even if she was, she was just so. so she didn't follow the in, the instructions. She didn't follow the yeah. rules. And she had such a bad oh. attitude. I love those people that rock up because they just think that they can do it. And it's like, have you ever seen the show before? No. <laughs> okay, whatever. And then they do a shit ass job of it. Do you remember? Do you remember when <laughs> um, when In Excess did a reality show to find their new lead singer? No. Rock star In Excess. That's how they've, they've got their current lead singer from a reality show. Oh, well, at least it worked for them. Remember yeah. Pop Stars long before Shirley yeah. started? I remember Pop Stars. Um, with Bardo. Bardo. They all drove the Volkswagen Beatles. Yep. Um, that's when the Volkswagen Beetle first got relaunched. And then all the, um, all the news articles across the country, Australia's own Spice Girls. Yeah, it's like, no, it's not. Yeah. Um, they didn't have any of the originals. They didn't have their own songs. No. They said they were awful. Didn't they just like rip off Lady Marmalade, Marmalade and like that's it? I think or so. Um, 
See, I liked it when we brought out the Young Divas, which was four previous Australian Idol contestants. Yeah. Two winners and two runner-ups that grouped up into a super group, and they were great. Yeah, it was a great group. Yeah. Um, oh, but those auditions, I love watching those auditions so much. It's one of my favourite things, watching them. I just watching I people get... I series, just on that. The just bad, just on the bad ones. Audition. Just to see people get ripped that's the shit out the of it. Real entertainment. I don't care. Yeah, I, no, exactly. I hate when it goes yes. serious and it becomes all about finding a real person. Like no a real emotional music. No, I don't about, care about yeah. your sob story. I just want to hear a bad singer think they're good <laughs> and their parents get shocked when they walk out crying and told that they were shit. Why can't we watch a series where they take the worst singers and nurture them into becoming moderately okay singers? But still, no, at no level, in no way, oh, oh, yeah, they'll to go on a singing show. No, but, but just bring them to be better than they were. They'll go from bottom of the bottom of the barrel to top of the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> that could be the name of the show, Top of the Bottom. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's fantastic. Wouldn't you like to see the worst <laughs> singers nurtured and then watch Simon Cowell trying well, to trying to coach someone that just can't seem to save their was soul? It, was it on the Australian... Was it on Australian Idol or American Idol? The guy that you sung She Bangs? I think that was American Idol. She bangs, she bangs, <laughs> she moves. And that like this little Asian guy that can't sing for shit. And yeah. they're just like, okay. And he clearly looked like he had some issues. And they let him go. They let him go. And then he came back on the finale and sung in front of the whole like room of people Aww. and stuff like that. Australia had their own version of him, whatever mm. it was. Um, oh, dear. I almost <laughs> feel like he deserves to be our sick Kent. But I think we had someone else. To we win. did have someone else. Someone quite deserving. It was another article that we read, I think, that we haven't spoken of yet. I just don't remember. Okay, we have to give a quick look. Sorry, Sammy. We have to think. I'm going to go looking really quickly. As always, if you want to contribute to our show, feel free to just camp out on Phil's bed and then we'll call you over as necessary. It seems to work for Sarah. Uh, otherwise reach out to us phone call text message our post send a raven um it wasn't this person that was going to win it but there is this person that almost deserves to get it okay being such a just ridiculous person melbourne commuter meditating melbourne commuter yes we haven't spoken about this yet (laughs) i don't even know where to begin (laughs) here's the article if you wanted to i'm gonna read the article Sarah Moon, have you heard about this one? No. Uh, Seven News article. I'll be finished in six minutes. Meditating commuter berated by ticket inspector. Melbourne's public transport system and their ticket inspectors are no strangers to public spats, but chances are you've never seen one settled like this before. Steph Athanasopoulos was on her way to the Greek consulate on Monday morning when she decided to use the trip as a chance to fit in her daily meditation. What came next had commuters in stitches. The 27-year-old unlocked her phone, set a timer for 20 minutes, closed her eyes, and entered a deep session of transcendental meditation, where one reiterates their personal mantra subconsciously in a state of trance. I initially thought, what if a ticket inspector comes on while I am meditating? But then I thought, I've literally never seen one before, so I should be fine, Steph told Yahoo 7 News. I thought surely they'd understand. They will just think, oh, you're meditating. Wrong. Unfortunately for the Chapel Street waitress, 
That streak came to an end about 14 minutes into her meditation session. I only became aware of the inspector when she smacked on the window next to my head. Then she banged the chair, then the bag on my lap, then she started kicking my feet, Steph explained. That's when I came back to where I was. I looked down at my phone, checked the timer and just said, Hey, I am meditating. I will be finished in six minutes. And then closed my eyes. I don't think she took a breath from her constant berating. She was shouting, show me your ticket. By ignoring me, you can be prosecuted. The police will get involved. I was impressed with her commitment. Fellow commuter Suki was sitting on the other side of the aisle and struggling not to cry of laughter. Yeah, because you're a stupid idiot. Would you want to be on that train? I would definitely want to be on that train. I would love to be on that train. It was a quiet tram. There wasn't many people on it. The inspector was very persistent and kept repeating, Excuse me, while and banging on the area around the woman to get her attention. But she was so deep in her meditation, she didn't respond. She sounds like she's got, like, issues. Like, what an idiot. What a total idiot. I was impressed with her commitment. She didn't seem flustered at all when they started saying they were going to call the police. When Steph's timer finally went off, she went to her wallet, pulled out her Mikey and concession cards, and handed them over to the increasingly frustrated inspector. She said to me, Do you know what would happen if I had to wait 20 minutes for everyone on this tram to finish their meditation? Steph recalled. And then she replied, The world would be a much better place. (laughs) This just sounds like an airhead. Like, just a total airhead who has absolutely no concept of the world. A Yarra Trams spokesperson told Yahoo 7 News that authorised officers are employed to ensure passengers travel fairly across the network who are expected to show a valid MyKey card when asked. Correct. The spokesperson said employees are trained in handling such incidents in a professional manner. At all times, Yarra Trams expects its employees to show courtesy and respect to people, the spokesperson said. Employees are trained to provide a safe and friendly passenger experience whilst upholding fair compliance rules. Now, see, to me, the article's funny, but what's even funnier is the fact that this woman took to the comments on the Facebook page for that post and started to justify how her meditation should have been accepted and not cut short for something as trivial as checking on a ticket. But that's ridiculous. That is the terms of using the service. Is exactly. That you, you, you must comply and, and present your ticket if asked. Here we go. Where's, where's the post? It was on 7 News. Would you she, 7 News Melbourne? She was nuts. It's on 7 News Australia. Yeah, I think she's just an airhead. Like, come on. What a total idiot to just have no understanding or no concept. I just don't get it. Do you remember what day this article was? No, no idea. I had it saved from a few days ago. Drew's just, Drew's just having a look. I'm, I'm hunting it down. View original post. Here we go. Has she removed a comment? No, I found it one week ago. I wrote about this experience in a journal I keep as a means to let it all out of me, and some questions I prompted myself in hindsight were... 
why did I choose to not just produce the ticket and get it over and done Correct. with, rather than have her wait six minutes and waste her time? Was I acting out of entitlement and stubbornness? The answer is this. This inspector chose to use physical contact as a means to get my attention. I did not deem this as okay behaviour of any kind, and so in that moment I made the conscious decision to open my eyes, tell her I was meditating, and that I had six minutes left and continue the meditation. My response to her reaction was one I chose to do, having considered the alternative, easier option of obliging to her forceful attempts at gaining my attention. The option that would have left me feeling powerless and unsafe, feelings she was already triggering in me with her constant berating. I feel like this person was probably trying to get her attention for a long time before in any way like hitting things near her or around her. Yeah, I think this person just a total airhead and has absolutely no idea what the hell they're doing. Someone else commented, What if the train driver was meditating and said to the passengers, I will start the train in six minutes? Yeah, like, come on, that is not an okay excuse. She she gathered a few responses to her um, to her little thing. Mm-hmm. She used physical contact because you were ignoring her. She's there to do her job. You had no right to act entitled. Correct. I doubt you'd like it if someone interrupted your job for some stupid reason. Meditate on your own time. Correct. Oh, it's... Now, here's... I, I'm going to read you this one. I'm a, this is a friend of mine that responded to her on here. Are you joking? In the report, you said you were so deep in your meditation you didn't hear her. So how do you know she didn't ask you nicely the first time? Mm -hmm. I would be mad if I was ignored too. This is public transport, and although your world is apparently sunshine and rainbows, I have seen people pretend to sleep multiple times to avoid showing their ticket. You have no idea what this lady has had to deal with before, but being in her job, she would be treated like shit all the time. And you decide you're better than her and don't have to comply with regulations? Maybe you need to open your eyes to the world around you. Not everyone has a spare six minutes on a train to meditate. In all the jobs I have ever had, if someone told me to wait six minutes, I would not take that. She's not paid to wait around on people to do their own things. What if it was the police? Would you look at them and tell them to wait six minutes? I doubt it. You push this lady into an unfavorable situation with your actions, to which she then blew up about, which I'm sorry, but I bet if you were waiting to get a coffee and they told you to wait a certain amount of time while they stood there staring at the coffee machine (laughs) for no urgent reason, just because, you would be the first to question it. And to top it off, you feel it's something that needs to be on the news. There are so many more important things to worry about in this world than a girl who refuses to be a bigger person and do what is required of her and show a ticket to the inspector, which is a condition of using the public transport, a privilege, not a right, and this would have been over in one minute. I wonder how many minutes you have wasted on this whole ordeal rather than meditating. Amen. (laughs) Amen. Amen. This is just the greatest. (laughs) Oh, that's a terrific response and spot on. I completely con- uh, concur. Yes, that's um, my dear friend Maddie. Fantastic response. Well said, Maddie. Well said, Maddie. Um, who gets it? Is it Maddie or is it? Oh, I don't know. Nutbag. Let's give it to Nutbag. Honorable what? mention for Maddie. Yeah. What was Nutbag's name? Do we know? Steph. Long Greek name. 
Steph Long Greek name, you are this week's Sick Kent of the Week, Mr. Drew. Thank you for being on the show once again. Mr. Of course. Philip, thank you. Thank you for having me here. It's been thank lovely. Thank you, Miss Sarah Moon, thank for you, stepping in for a few moments. Thanks for having me. No worries. Great to have you. Uh, Till next time, um, yeah, just yep. keep on enjoying the week and uh, stuff like that. Yep. <laughs>